0: Christians stopped believing that Jesus' way is impractical or naive or insufficient or doesn't work in the real world. And, and they began to follow the way of life that Jesus came to teach us. What would happen if Christians simply began believing in Jesus once again? Welcome to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 324, and our title is A Gospel for the Earth. Our feature text is Luke 12, 54-56. When you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say it's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say it's going to be hot. And it is. Hypocrites! You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present? time. The weather-wise members of Jesus's community, they could tell the weather by watching the clouds over the Mediterranean or by observing the the wind changing direction, and, and they planned accordingly. In our passage this week, Jesus is drawing attention to their ability to reason from cause to effect when it came to matters of weather, but their inability to do so when it came to their economic, political and social trajectory. In Luke's gospel, Jesus continues, this is verses 58 through 59, as you're going with your adversary to the magistrate, try hard to be reconciled on the way, and your adversary may drag you or your adversary may drag you off to the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. And I I have to confess too this week that I have always struggled with this saying, this this passage. I found it disjointed and, and out of place until I eventually realized its social and economic context. Jesus is talking about settling disputes and not allowing them to escalate Out of control. In Jesus' society, the disparity and, and inequality between the haves and the have nots was growing. We know that by the time the Gospels were written, the poor people's revolt of the late 60s had escalated until they overtook the, the Jewish temple state in Jerusalem. And from there, their their conflict with the elite ruling class, it continued to escalate into the war with Rome itself. That's the Jewish Roman War of 66 to 69 CE. And, and that ultimately and eventually resulted in Jerusalem being razed to the ground by Rome and. 70 uh, CE. If ever there were a warning for privileged elites to make restitution to the masses at whose expense they had accumulated their wealth and power. This is a textbook example. In Jesus's lifetime, a struggle was brewing, and by the time the Gospels were written, that struggle had escalated into insurrection and war and heartbreaking destruction. Today, there is a growing disparity between the haves and the have-nots uh, again. Um, there's an article this week that I read from private helicopters to concierge doctors, inequality is a big business. I'll put a link to that article this week in this week's e-site. Those who are in the know, whether they're researchers or, or people who know how to just scratch out an existence from experience, they're worried about the disappearance today of the middle class, which can be traced back to economic and political policies of the 80s and, and has been escalating continually uh, ever since. Jesus's gospel was good news to the poor. We find that in Luke 4, 18. And what would it mean today for us to seek a path of equity and redistribution or, or reparations uh, now rather than later, rather than, letting, than, than continuing to allow our present uh, path. To, to, to escalate. Uh, let's talk about a gospel for the earth for a moment. Many of us recently celebrated uh, the 50th anniversary of Earth Day here in the United States. Environmentalism has come a long way in the last 50 years, and so has the damage to our environment. Earth's temperatures are higher. Our ocean chemistry has changed. More animals have gone extinct. Uh, significant portions of, of uh, the Amazonian rainforests and the Great Barrier Reef that, that we need for our survival are, are now lost. And we're also moving in the wrong direction with the current U.S. administration, scaling back essential environmental protections. I live in West Virginia where... Various industries, especially in this Appalachian region, including coal, they've caused significant damage both to our environment and our economy. We have repeatedly dealt with polluted water supplies, disappearing landscapes, and one of the worst unemployment rates in the country in areas that used to have the largest concentration of millionaires in the entire United States because of the coal mining boom and then bust. But one more injustice that this COVID 19 pandemic has also laid bare is the daily damage to our planet from our global consumer capitalist system. The images are stark And in the recent article from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Uh, it was an art- They ran an article uh, titled, As People Stay Home, Earth Turns Wilder and Cleaner. These before and after Im- images show the change. I'll put a link to that in the east side as well. But ch- just go look, check out the link, check out the article, and look at the pictures of, of just New Delhi's skyline alone. I mean, it's, it's just stark. The Hebrew scriptures include a strong case for our duty as stewards of the earth. It begins in the very beginning in Genesis 1, 26 through 27. The earth is not here for us to exploit, for us just to make money or to increase our capital from. We are in a symbiotic relationship with it, and if we don't take care of it, it'll cease to be a home for us, a safe home for us. Christianity also has a long and complicated history when it comes to environmentalism. Much of this history, I think, can be read in Brock and Parker's book, Saving Paradise, How Christianity Traded Love of This World for Crucifixion and Empire. Another book that I recommend on the environmental and other impacts of our present economic and political system is A History of the World in Seven Cheap Things by Patel and Moore. Both of these books have been on our Renewed Heart Ministries recommended reading list in, in past years. But what might Jesus' statement about the cause and effect of the weather and correctly reading the times, what might it be saying about our own social, political, economic and environment, even religious? causes and effects today. Uh, Let's read the passage again from Matthew's Sermon on the Mount this time instead of Luke, Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. That's Matthew 5, 25 through 26. This says to me that it's better to deal with things now, at this stage, than to deal with them later. Change is coming, and there's no way around it. Change that, that we choose today is always preferable to change that our environment forces upon us uh, tomorrow, and we can begin building a better world today. Uh, Bill McKibben's. I'll recommend an article that he wrote recently in the New Yorker. It's entitled "How Can We Build a Hardier World After the Coronavirus." It's also a a compelling read. I'm encouraged to see signs that uh, the financial industries they're beginning to divest from their their fossil fuel portfolios. I'm also alarmed at talk of bailing out these industries that that we need to begin transitioning away from. We should instead be training workers that are dependent on fossil fuel industries to work in greener industries. And what causes and effects this week are you seeing in the present system? What changes would would you like to see? Uh, Remember, another world is possible if we collectively uh, choose it. And when we're talking about settling matters quickly, Matthew's account that we just read is part of a section on leaving your gift at the altar when offering a sacrifice, if you remember that you have an adversary. Jesus commands, first go and be reconciled to that person, then come and offer your gift. Twice in Matthew, Jesus is recorded as saying, I desire mercy not sacrifice. Uh, this is a, a playback to the writings of Hosea uh, in chapter 6, verse 6. Th- this is the path, remember, that leads to life. It's prioritizing reconciliation, reparations, restitutions, uh, first and foremost. In, in all three of the synoptic gospels, in Mark and Matthew and Luke, we see Jesus calling for a change of direction, a change that even... Pre- pre- it, 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 when he talks about leaving your gift at the altar, uh it precludes everything else the sacrifices were of such priority within uh jewish culture and to actually place this above those Um, uh, 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 Jesus is calling for a transition to a different social path than the one his listeners were on. And and, and to do it quickly, to do it now, not later, to prioritize it above all else. Things were escalating in his own society, politically and economically. And the second half of the first century in Galilee and Judea, it reveals that. For those paying attention today things are escalating quickly for us too. Jesus's audience was faced with alternative paths and trajectories. And if things didn't change for them, if the elites didn't begin listening to the exploited and the marginalized, Jesus's society, it said, he said, would not get out until they had paid the last penny. I wonder how much of that is true for us today as well. The path before them was one of transformation. But I don't believe that what happened, remember, in first century Judea was annihilation when with the destruction of Jerusalem and, and later with Rome's response uh, to the revolt in the 130s. Uh, I don't believe that, that the annihilation, uh, what happened to them, was annihilation forced on the people by a violent God. Uh, I reject that interpretation. Rather, I think it was more intrinsic. It was the natural result of a course of action that that we have repeatedly seen throughout history when when the haves ignore the cries of the have-nots who are barely surviving. And the pandemic is drawing our attention to those kinds of cries again. Jesus, or Luke's Jesus laments in Luke 19.42, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace— But now it is hidden from your eyes. Today, we plan our daily activities around listening to to weather forecasts or checking our weather apps on our phones uh, while being strangely ignorant. Of the clouds of our own making that are gathering on the horizon of our lives. The, the Jesus story is whispering to us today to take a different social and global path. some ways seem right to those in positions of power and privilege, but their end is, is death. It's it's in this is echoed in Proverbs 14:12 and Matthew 7, 13 through 14. What would happen? if today instead of spending trillions of dollars supporting a, a military industrial complex we began spending trillions on feeding the world starving what if we began spending trillions on on actually repairing our earth what if we spent trillions transitioning away from unsustainable ways of living on our planet towards sustainable ways of surviving and thriving? What would happen if Christians stopped believing that Jesus's way is impractical or naive or insufficient or doesn't work in the real world? And and they began to follow the way of life that Jesus came to teach us no matter how initially difficult that may be. What would happen if Christians simply began believing in Jesus once again? The Jesus story found in the Gospels, I believe it's still whispering to Christians today. He asks us to settle these matters quickly. The end result will be much better, both in the short and in the long term. Heart group application, we have the ability once again to slow the spread of COVID-19 if we act together. I know that there are a lot of areas in the country that are softly reopening. But in moments like these, we here at Renewed Heart Ministries, we affirm that all people are made in the image of God to live as part of God's peace, love, and justice. Human life, all human life is precious. There is nothing more powerful than when we, we as people come together to prioritize the vulnerable or the least of these. We at Renewed Heart Ministries, we're asking all heart groups to continue to not meet together physically at this time. Please stay virtually connected and, and continue to practice social distancing when you go out. especially if you live in one of these areas that are presently reopening Um, you can still be there for each other to help ease anxiety and fears just when you go out please keep a six foot distance between you and others to stop the spread of the virus and 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 please uh, wear a mask the mask isn't uh, living out of fear It's not saying you're afraid uh, It's not selfish It's one of the It's a very other centered thing you can do You may be an asymptomatic carrier uh, We just had four cases in the last week Here in our our small county uh, Test positive for COVID-19 And all four of them were asymptomatic They didn't even know they had it They weren't even sick uh, so, so, so wearing a mask What it does is it, if you have it and you don't know it It's actually pre- prevents you from accidentally and unintentionally spreading it to others who who, who are vulnerable. So if you go out, wear a mask, and this is also a time where we can practice the resource sharing and the mutual aid that's found in the Gospels, make sure that others in your heart group, even though you're not physically meeting together, uh, that that they still have what they need. We are more interconnected than we realize, and this pandemic is, is proving that. We need each other during this time, and this is a time to, to work together and prioritize protecting those who are most vulnerable among us. Uh, we'll get through this. And, and in the meantime, how many ways can you come up with creative ways can you come up with to take care of each other while we're physically apart? Heart Group application this week, number one, as you're virtually meeting together, maybe you're meeting together via Zoom. I know I'm I'm actually hosting a, a heart group on Wednesday nights. Uh, at 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, for a church out in California. Uh, and we're going through these as well right now. Number one, is environmentalism a part of what it means for you to be a follower of Jesus? Uh, share with your group why whether you see it as part of it or something that's in addition to it. Uh, Share with your group why. Number two, what does it mean for you to to settle matters quickly now rather than later in your own personal lives? And what could it mean systemically for our society as a whole right now during our current pandemic? And share your thoughts with the group. And then number three, what might Jesus' statement about the cause and effect of of the weather and correctly reading the times be saying about our own social political. political, economic, environmental, and even religious causes and effects today. Uh, Discuss that with your group. Thanks for checking in with us this week. right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. Another world is possible if we choose it. Stay well, and where possible, please stay home. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.